You never know where you're going if you don't look back. Hold it tight like a fist for it fades to black. You got a relic, best to keep it true. A ticket to the past, it can bring you to. You got a relic, they come far and few. Remember what you do, it comes back on you. A relic, best to keep it true. A ticket to the past, it can bring you to. You got a relic, they come far What's good, people? This is the Relic Podcast. I'm Chad Snow, and thank you for listening, and welcome back. It's uh, shoot, been almost a month, a little over a month since I've released a show, and it's just because I was off-island, as the locals say, on a little vacation, so I was away from my studio, and I didn't bother bringing it with me. I could have probably, but figure on vacation just turn the mic off and uh, come back to it when I get back and now I'm back so here uh here we are episode 42 and it's probably going to be a short and sweet one um took a walk this morning with Solo it's August 1st so happy August this will be uh released on Tuesday so it's not going to be August 1st when you're listening to this but it's August 1st as I'm recording and uh, Sunday, and got to walk in with Solo, and it's great to be back w- with him because he wasn't with us on our trip, so that was like the longest I'd been away from him and uh, missed the guy. So now he's right next to me sleeping as usual, but we got our little walk in, and once again he offered me something to talk about. And the walks, as I've said before, like if you've listened to any of my shows, it, they give me a chance to like think of stuff and think of things and think of, I, I, it's just a way to think. And sometimes it's a way not to think. And that's what got me on this topic is the, the, the things that go on in our head, the thoughts the chatter, and that's basically what it is. It's chatter, and a lot of times, well, I can't speak for you guys, but I can only speak for myself, but I think you can probably relate. With me, it can get ugly if I let that stuff stay there. And when I'm at my best, And I think when we're all at our best is when we don't let that crap, that chatter, stay in our heads. It's always going to be there. It's always going to circle around in our heads, but it doesn't have to stay. And we don't always have to believe it. And that's one thing I love about my wife is that she calls me out on that stuff because she can see it when it's happening with me when uh, I get stuck in my head and those negative the negative chatter is staying too long it's getting stuck in there instead of letting it go and as I'm walking solo today it uh, reminded me of it because you're walking your dog if you got a dog if you don't just follow along If you let the dog do whatever it wants, it's going to stop at every single tree, every single fire hydrant, every single bush, every single car tire, 
and sniff, maybe pee on it, check it out, and then you keep moving. And then it goes on to the next one if you allow it. Because that's what dogs do. They see something, they react. See something, react. I don't remember what movie it's from, but my wife would a squirrel. Squirrel. Oh, there's a squirrel. And Solo will do it. Tree, pee, fire hydrant, pee. He doesn't have to pee that much. Come on now. But again, if I let him, he's going to keep doing it. Why not? But when we're on our walks, for me, it's not a stop at every tree to pee kind of walk. It's a structured walk. So we try to keep it moving. Of course, if he needs to pee, I'm going to let him pee. But there's a difference between him having to pee and him just checking things out, just to be nosy. And of course, he's got to take a dump, so I'm going to let him do that. But other than that, we're walking. That's the objective. So when he starts going off to his tree or whatever, I notice it and I correct it. Get him back on track. It doesn't take much. A little flick of the wrist. And he's gone. He's, he's, he's back on track. He's back on the line. But how come we can't do that for ourselves? How come we can't? Or how come we don't? Because it's not that we can't. But we should do it more often where we correct ourselves. When we start reacting to every thought. When we start paying attention to every little stupid thing that can distract us from what it is we're trying to do. And I use the word before, chatter, because that's all it is. It's just chatter. And some of that chatter can be debilitating. Some of that chatter can cause other chatter, and then it just compounds each other, and it just keeps going and going and going, and when does it stop? Well, it doesn't. Unless you do it, unless you become mindful of it. Or sometimes in my case, my wife checks me. She corrects me. She snaps the leash. She pulls on the prong collar. And it's not always comfortable. Especially when you have to talk about it. And that's where I use the term like white knuckling. In the recovery circles, you know what I'm talking about. If you've got any sobriety under your belt, and some people, they go to their meetings. Some people have a sponsor. Some people, whatever it happens to be for them to get and stay sober on a daily basis. But the one thing that's hard to do is white-knuckle it. Or as my wife would say, bulldoze through it. Where just put your head down and use your willpower and get through it. Now, it, it works. It can work, but it's not sustainable. That's how I relapsed when I first got sober back in 2008, whatever it was. And I had a good year of staying clean, but I didn't. I wasn't doing any work. I got out of rehab and I was clean, but I was white knuckling it. I was just holding on to that steering wheel for dear life and trying to keep my blinders on and 
just trying to muscle through it. And it worked for a while, but I couldn't sustain it. Because I didn't reach out for help when I needed it. Or I didn't talk about it. Because, oh, I'm clean and sober now. I'm good. I got this. I'm tough. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't last that way. So just like when I'm walking solo, and I have to correct him when he's trying to sniff at every tree, it might be a little bit uncomfortable, but you have to get back on track. And for us humans, staying on that track and staying on that path and getting out of your own head of the, the, the chatter sometimes is uncomfortable because you have to sit in it. You have to bask in it. You can't just push it away. You have to address it. Talk about it. Open up some wounds. Admit you're wrong. Listen to someone else's opinion of you. Listen to what someone else has to say. Shut up. Drop the ego. And all these things on paper, it might sound simple, but it's not. And that's why a lot of people, including me, struggle with it. But I go on 10 years now of being able to say I'm clean and sober. But doesn't mean I'm perfect. It doesn't mean I'm cured. I still have negative thoughts in my head. I still get those neg the negative chatter. I still get stuck in ruts. And when I don't check myself, or even more importantly, now that I'm married and have a wife and a daughter that's going to be on the way, it's not about me. So now I also have to listen to someone else possibly checking me, and she has no problem doing it. And again, that's what I'm learning to do, is to shut up and listen. Especially when that's once that someone has your best intentions at heart. They want what's best for you. They want you to be the best version of you. And they can see what it takes. They can see what might be pulling you off that path. So Solo has me. Solo has me to check him. Solo has me to keep him on the path. But for so long, it was just me checking me. But now I have someone else doing it for me too, or helping me out. And it's, uh, I'm not saying it's funny, but that's the expression I use. It's funny how it came about this morning on the walk. Because solo's pretty disciplined, but that takes practice and takes, takes repetition as we do our walks and as we do our routines. But it doesn't mean he's foolproof. It doesn't mean he has it all figured out. It just means that he's got the ability to do what he's supposed to do, but with my guidance. So all I'm trying to say is as 
we as humans, we need that guidance too. And where do you get it from? Where do you get that help from? Are you white-knuckling it? Are you bulldozing your way through? Are you pretending you got it all figured out? Because I know that's where I get myself into the biggest trouble with my chatter, the crap in my brain, the crap in my head. Is I think, no, I shouldn't say I think I know that I'm better off when I have someone by my side that has my back. And for so long, I didn't think I needed that. I do it all by myself. Being independent is great. I still, I'm still independent, don't get me wrong. But having my wife by my side to ch- chug on that, you know, tug on that leash every now and then when I need it, that's a blessing. That's a huge blessing. So when I'm done recording this and I'll go downstairs and see her again. I'll thank her. Even in a roundabout kind of way, I have a dog laying right next to me that helps keep me in check. And I'm pretty sure, 100% sure, when my daughter's born, whether she knows it or not, she's going to help keep me in check. It's about being accountable for yourself and for others. So are you white-knuckling it? And if you're white-knuckling it, what's stopping you from not doing that? What's stopping you from just sitting and being uncomfortable going through the process of listening to those emotions, listening to those thoughts, reaching out for help, asking for advice, listening for someone else's opinion. So many of us just white-knuckle it, bulldoze. Sometimes it's even applauded. And sometimes it actually works, like I said. Sometimes you have to bulldoze. Sometimes you have to just white-knuckle through it temporarily. But to sustain, and I use sobriety again, to sustain that or to sustain your mental health or your physical health, you have to be consistent and you have to be able to do it in a way that allows you to keep coming back. And when you're white-knuckling it, and when you're bulldozing it, it's temporary. It's a quick fix. And I'm no scientist. I'm no rocket scientist. I'm no psychiatrist. I'm no... But I do know a little bit of what works and what doesn't work. And what bad habits look like. And what good habits look like. And for me, when I start falling or start getting off my path, it's because 
I allow bad habits to creep back in. And I'm talking bad habits of thinking, bad habits of action, or inact, being inactive, getting out of my daily routine, not being grateful, not listening, not being humble. Those things are what get me off my path. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I have to be very intentional about staying humble, getting out of my own way, being kind, being grateful, being supportive. Because I go back to the thing I said before, it's not just about me anymore. I can't just think about myself and how oh, I don't have to worry about anything except me and my dog. No, it's not like that anymore. I don't have that luxury. And I'm thankful, as I've said, that I have a wife that checks me. Not afraid to. And not afraid to have the uncomfortable conversations. Love her for that. So as I wrap this up, think again about what are you white-knuckling in your life? Are you white-knuckling a relationship? Are you white-knuckling sobriety? Are you white-knuckling... Your eating habits. Just think about it. And if you are just trying to bulldoze through something, understand that there's other ways to get through those things. But those other ways can be a little slower and a lot more uncomfortable because sometimes you have to sit and be still in those things that you don't necessarily want to sit and be still in because they're not sexy and they don't feel good. But do it for yourself. Do it for the people you, that need you. Do it for the people that look to you for guidance. It's a process. It's a daily thing. But for me, I can say honestly... That it all starts with being grateful and being humble, humble and not putting myself first, if that makes sense. Because, it, again, it's not about me. And I'm not saying to put everything you do and want or need on a back burner. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying don't be selfish. I have to remind myself because I can be selfish with my feelings. I can be selfish with my time. Be mindful of it. Be intentional. My wife loves that word. And if you're not going to help yourself, help someone else. What are you white-knuckling? And if you're white-knuckling today, loosen up a little bit. Loosen up the grip. Take a look around. Breathe. Be still. Sit in it for a while. See how that feels. Might be uncomfortable, but it might help something. Make it a great day. I'm out. 
You never know where you're going if you don't look back. Hold it tight like a fist for it fades to black. You got a relic, best to keep it true. A ticket to the past, it can bring you to. You got a relic, it comes far and few. Remember what you do, it comes back on you. A relic, best to keep it true. A ticket to the past, it can bring you to.